What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and if you are looking for a Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused education, we suggest Texas Baptist College. At TBC, they are committed to providing trustworthy Christian higher education for more faithful service to Christ. Whether you're headed to ministry, the marketplace, or anywhere in between, TBC will help you find your calling. Learn more at texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash admissions. And Kyle, may I just say, how many pieces of pumpkin pie do you expect to have eaten at the time that this goes live? The answer is all of them, Matt. That, that's that's the correct answer. Yeah. All of them. Still Actually, not I'm, so so I'm, I'm, I'm hope, I hope that we have pumpkin pie. We're not doing traditional turkey dressing. We're doing Mexican food on Thursday and fried chicken on Friday. So, but those Fair are enough, but why? Those are like, what? What's the thought behind this? I want to hear the story. Why uh, Beerman's doing Mexican so, food Thanksgiving? So, so we're with Michelle's parents this this year, and um, we're, we're doing kind of two big Thanksgiving gatherings. We're doing one just with our kind of her parents and, and her brother's family on uh, Thursday. And then Friday, we're doing a big thing with, uh, we have a lot of extended family um, here in Lubbock. And so we're doing a big thing at the church on Friday and they're bringing in fried chicken. And the, the simple question is, all of that is easier to cook than turkey and dressing and uh, enchiladas. And then they're bringing in fried chicken. So so I hope to have pumpkin pie. In fact, maybe I need to go buy one today just to ensure that I, that I get my pumpkin pie. Fair, fair enough, I guess. I, I do remember, I think it was Jared C. Wilson uh, who did his annual hate on Thanksgiving. No, it was Micah Freeze. I Micah Freeze. Yeah, yeah, he he, he does not like turkey and he does not think that we that anyone really likes turkey. <laughs> yeah, and, and I started thinking about that, though. Like, tur- I mean, turkey's great. I love yeah. it. I love a good turkey. And I really would like it kind of any different way, whether it's fried turkey, roasted. I'll, I mean, I'll eat it. But I started thinking about it's like there's a reason that you don't cook it like weekly. Like yeah. like you might have yeah. Taco Tuesday every Tuesday because I mean you brown the meat, you throw some seasoning on it, and you are done in like fifty. Yeah, that's your yeah, that's true. You know, I, you don't typically like in the middle of July go. You know what I need right now? Yeah, I need a really good fried turkey. Yeah. Right. That's just. I mean, it, yeah. And one, because if you tried to fry that thing outside in Texas, you wouldn't even need any kind of heating element because you just throw the oil outside and immediately it's boiling and you're yeah, done. That's true. And and the other side is if you're gonna bake it, that you know, run in that oven for three hours when you're barely keeping your, your air conditioning from dying in the middle of July. Yeah, yeah, nobody's doing that. But the fact that it takes like three to four, I mean we're not even talking about taking that thing out of the freezer like two days before. Like that's the thing that I always, you know, especially when uh, mom came to New Mexico for a Thanksgiving, like we had gotten the turkey and like she's calling multiple times. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. Hey, remember to take the turkey out of the <laughs> freezer. I'm like, why? It is like Tuesday. Well, because it takes time to, you know, to to not be frozen. I'm like, like a couple of hours, right? No, like days. So <laughs> this is a day long, multiple days deal. And then you have to do all of the work with it and everything else. So 
anyway, I'm I'm not buying the 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 Thanksgiving turkey being overrated thing. I think the fact that it takes like days to cook yeah. and 30 minutes to eat. Yeah. It's one of the reasons that you're not doing that all the time. But, you know, um, we have, we have some friends that that absolutely um, you know, they live to smoke the turkey on Thanksgiving, right? So I mean, you know, Thursday morning, they'll be up at like 3 a.m. with their smoker going and they'll smoke it for 12 hours and then it'll be ready for not not lunch, but I guess like a, a late, very late lunch, early dinner or something like that. Um, and so yeah, I, I agree. I think I think a big part of it is just the the time and the preparation that it comes. Cause I think if a turkey is cooked well, it's outstanding. And if it's not. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, you get the you get the scene from uh Christmas vacation, right? Where <laughs> uh, well uh Kyle on this episode, this is going live on Black Friday, and uh, as it always does, because Thanksgiving happens on a Thursday every year. And uh so this is going live on Friday, Black Friday. And first of all, before we talk about maybe some things that we're thankful for and and whatnot, uh, why don't we share what people can find on Amazon to help them with a little bit of Christmas cheer for maybe a few devotional thoughts on a particular oh, oh, in Isaiah. Do you remember that yeah. thing that we did a couple I, of years ago? I do. That was in, we, we wrote um, uh, The People Walking in Darkness, I believe is what the name of the book was, um, what seems like about five years ago because we wrote it in 2020. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really short um, easy to read. That that is our that's our thing, right? We are we are fans of short, easy to read um, stuff. Just kind of a, a really simple Christmas devotional um, for you and and the people in your church, um, just to focus your uh, attention and affection on Christ Jesus during the Advent season. Yes, and I will put a link in the show notes for that book, but you can find it on Amazon and and really several places, I believe, but the people walking in darkness have seen a great light because we like long titles, um, very Puritan-esque. You can also find a CD that I did uh, even longer, many years ago, my hymn book, Christmas edition. Is, is that available? Is that available for digital download, or is it still just a physical CD? It's uh, that's actually only digital download. Um, I did have nice. physical for my hymn book volume one because originally the goal was to have, I guess, like fifteen of them because I was going to go through all one hundred and fifty psalms. Uh, <laughs> but I, I quit after ten. Uh, when when you're kind of stuck on six eight and and <laughs> your only ability to play the guitar is with the cut capo things start to sound exactly alike and uh, yeah, so, there are a limited number of yeah. variations but, uh, but this one like i i tried to find some of the obscure christmas hymns that we don't sing so i wasn't ruining anybody's hark the herald angels sing I, no i did do hark the herald angels sing but i wasn't ruining all the the normal ones like chris tomlin adding a uh, you know a, a chorus to it uh, I picked four kind of obscure ones, and uh, and so I'm going to put the link to that because you know the I, I might as well join Darren, a uh, friend of ours in Missouri, as uh, Bart likes to say, and because uh, he always shares that around Christmas, and so we'll throw that in there. But Kyle, as as we just kind of talk and and prepare for the holiday season, I thought we would take a moment to just say 
what we are thankful for, which I just ended a sentence with a preposition, but you know, nobody's caring. Nobody's checking our grammar on this thing. Nobody's probably even listening to this on Black Friday. But Kyle, give me five things you're thankful for. And I'll give five things and we'll just alternate. So you go with okay. maybe number five and four and three and two and one. And then we'll just alternate. Okay. Okay. So so I'll, the, the big thing that happened this year is um, for, for the first time ever in our 18 years of, of married life, um, we have all of our family um, right here close by, with, with the exception of my brother who's in Houston. So he's, he, we'll call him the black sheep because he, he refuses to move to West Texas. But uh, everybody else is here. And so, uh, yeah, for Thanksgiving, um, we, we, first of all, I'm thankful we don't have to travel. <laughs> we, we get to hang out. But then, um, yeah, we get to spend a lot of time with, uh, with Michelle's family, with my mom and um Good, good quality time. We don't, we don't have to go spend days at each other's house, which we're all also thankful for. We get to come home and sleep in our own bed. So i um, really thankful to have all our family close by uh, this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, for, for me, I think I'm going to start with the Colin Baptist Association. Uh, coming here, we didn't talk a whole lot about some of the struggles of the CBA uh, before I came and, and as I first started here. Uh, but like a lot of churches, that have a lot of people on the rolls and maybe only about 30 or 40 folks in attendance, uh, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, that was kind of something similar here uh, after two kind of failed um, uh, leadership uh, positions in, in a row. And so many had kind of disengaged or, and just, or just pulled out altogether. And so we had about 30 or so that were truly engaged in our association. And uh, as of right now, we have just crossed that hundred mark of those that are actually engaged and giving and participating, that kind of deal. Uh, we have grown to, I think, 125, I believe the number is right now from 115 officially, you know, those that at least on paper. Uh, and so we have a strong kind of participation rate, which I'm very thankful for. And, and just the ministry of seeing some of them, you know, the churches are thriving. Some of them are just surviving. Uh, but getting to serve them has been quite a blessing, and uh, and and it makes every day a little different. Sometimes you're you know just encouraging a pastor to hang on. Sometimes you're helping him find another job when he's run off, or sometimes you're celebrating. You know, like just a few weeks ago, we had a church that baptized 18, and uh, wow. so just get to celebrate something like that. And so we've got all the way down from a church that averages about six in attendance, all the way up to. Uh, what what's Prestonwood twenty thousand or something like that? Um, so yeah. so it's a wide range of churches, urban, suburban, rural. It's a lot of fun. So I'm really enjoying that. I'm really thankful for that. What's your number four? Yeah, I'll shift and and go to since since you started with um, something work related. I'll go to uh, I'm <laughs> this may kind of sound self serving at this point. I'm grateful for the cooperative program uh, because at this stage in my life that pays for my salary and um, but. You know, we we've talked about this before. Even before you had a denomination or an associational job, before I had a denominational job, we were, we were grateful for the cooperative program because um, it it exemplifies the idea of working together and, and the fact that we're better together. We can do more together, and uh, the fact that you know you mentioned that church of six people that that because of something like the cooperative program, um, they're able to help support missionaries. Uh, across the world in a way that they just they they wouldn't be able to 
um, otherwise. But because they're they're Southern Baptists, because they give to the cooperative program, they're able to join in this collective mission that we have to reach the world for the sake of the gospel. And, um, you know, we're coming up very soon on the 100th anniversary of the cooperative program. And uh, it'll be very interesting to kind of see those numbers come in, how, how many millions of dollars have been given through the years to uh, to support um, the work of the of the gospel moving forward. All right. My number four is because I couldn't put them any higher. I'm going to say Bart Barber. Uh, I might as well. Uh, you know, it's nice to have somebody that you live to annoy. And, uh, you know, you you experience that some. And uh, but but for me, just in our very divisive times and certainly with social media, uh, I mean, as is Twitter seemed to be possibly imploding the last couple of days, I was like, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to miss this. That's, that's not, uh, not the worst thing in, that could possibly happen. Yeah, but but to have somebody still in that role uh, that uh, aims to unite, make peace. Um, I, I just I, I think we really need that. And so I'm yeah. grateful for him. Uh, but beyond just on the Southern Baptist side, seeing him as a husband, a father, um, a pastor on the local level, the home level, uh, the family level, that kind of deal. Um, I'm just really grateful for him. So I'm thankful for him. Number four, Bart Barber. What about number um, three for you? I, I will. Um, <laughs> he was actually on my list as well. And so I'm going I'm to piggyback off of yours for this one because... Um, I've had the opportunity to do a, an event with him this year, um, and then um, saw him at the at the state convention, and and I, I'd kind of poked fun at him on social media because he dropped into the BGCT meeting while I was there, and and I didn't see him there, and then I got to the SBTC meeting, and and I know he was there, but just hadn't run into him yet, and so I, I just kind of posted something on Facebook like you know me waiting for Bart Barber to come by my booth and say hi, and it was like a skeleton. <laughs> sitting there um but but he, he he did he came by and just for no other reason than, than just to come say hi and uh you know having known him for a few years and seen him um you know kind of in our in our interactions here on um one of the times that he's been on the podcast um to the way that he has led things like the resolutions committee at the sbc meeting and then all the way to um, you know, his 60 minutes interview other, uh, earlier this year. Yeah. He's, he, he represents us so well. Um, you know, the, the, the little bit that I've gotten to know him, the lot of bit that you've gotten to know him, we, we can attest that he's, um, he is as genuine as it comes. Um, and you might not like everything that he does. You might not like everything that he says, but, but he loves Jesus. He loves his family and he loves Southern Baptists and wants to see us, um, be positioned as well as we can to reach our nation and to reach the world with the gospel. All right. My number three, I think that's the number I'm on. Is I, yeah, I have no idea. First Baptist Church, Hogwarts. First Baptist Church, Hogwarts. And and I, that's because with my role, I often have to uh, to travel many Sundays, but having a role here in, in a ministry uh, position and an opportunity on the local level, have kind of our our home base is is truly a blessing. I know you have that with your role where you have to travel quite a bit, but having that home base, your Sunday school class, you know, your small group, whatever, um, having a, a a place for our girls. Uh, we've got great kids director and uh, student minister here at First Farmersville, a great staff altogether. 
And uh, so it's great to have a local church to be a part of and to serve and uh, and to have preaching opportunities, all of that kind of stuff too. Um, and it's really kind of cool that it looks like Hogwarts. I'm just saying like that, it, it sticks out. So I'm, I'm thankful for first Farmersville. Yeah, I will say Farmersville is probably the most unique church building that I've seen. Like just just the structural, um, the the architecture of it. It's 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 unlike anything else that I've seen, certainly in Texas. Um, but so yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, mine mine will be Highland Baptist here in Lubbock. Uh, same thing. I have a I have a volunteer staff role um, where I get to sit in on staff meetings and then work as a connections minister. Um, same thing. It works as a volunteer because I'm I'm out occasionally. Um, preaching and kind of, kind of like you, I preached at a church of, uh, about 15 and then a, a church of, uh, somewhere around 600 this last year. And, um, so it's, it's wonderful to have a church that, that allows me to do that and still serve in some capacity. Michelle and I love teaching high school, Sunday school, love leading worship on Wednesday nights for uh, the youth ministry. And, uh, so I'm getting kind of back into, into youth ministry roots while, uh, still getting to experience, uh, you know, the denominational life. And um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. We have a wonderful church, wonderful pastor that uh, that, that loves uh, loves what we do as Southern Baptist. And, and so it's been a lot of fun to to be able to connect for that for some of the folks in the pews who, who maybe haven't had that connection. Um, it's been fun to be able to share some of that as well and connect the larger SBC life into uh, the life of the church here in Lubbock. Nice. Well, number two for me is going to be family. That's why we came back. My dad's health was declining and uh, getting to be here and be present uh, for his passing and to still be able to be close with uh, mom and and in-laws, all of that kind of stuff. My sister, uh, that has been quite a blessing. This has been a very difficult, difficult transition for our girls and uh, losing a lot of their friends and loved ones back in, in New Mexico. So it's it's been nice to be close to family to kind of have that safety net here. And so I'm grateful for that. Being able to be with mom as, as she is aging and so forth um, and uh, being able to help with a number of things that I can't do when I'm eight or nine hours away as, as easily. You know, it's like I would come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas and that was about it. Or we might drive through going somewhere or staying in a layover, popping in, you know, something like that. And so that was always the time that I would move like 12 ferns, uh, you know, because you can't pick them up or, you know, a few odds and ends around the church or around the house. But but now, you know, I can do that in a day, you know, hop over there and, and she'll offer me some brownies or a pecan pie if I'll come over and do X, Y and Z. And so it's that's been a blessing. So having family here is uh, is great. And so I think that takes you to your number one. What's your number one? I I think so. Um, well, let's see. I started off kind of with my most important, so I'll finish with my least important, and that is I'm thankful I'm for sorry. all things pumpkin I'm sorry. spice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is your number one. So this is your <laughs> most important. You I know. I start. I started with my most I important. I, I went backwards. You, you didn't lay those. You didn't lay that groundwork. I did. At the beginning I did. Of it, so go back and listen to the tape. Just say <laughs> so, this is your number one. Let's hear it. Fine. In that case, my number one is I'm thankful for all things pumpkin spice, and. I in this season, <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes and uh, pumpkin spice flavored coffee and um, yeah, pumpkin pie. And it's the best, Matt. It's you need to step into this world. It's fantastic. OK, what do you think my number one is? Candy corn. No, Houston Astros, two time oh, right. World Series champions, baby. 
that's should have gone with candy corn. No, <laughs> no, candy corn's great, but it's it's a seasonal thing. It's something I do at the start of fall, and I will have my last one yesterday <laughs> since this is going live. Hey, uh, I I could have said I, 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 now that I think I could have said since you went baseball, um, I could be I could have said I'm thankful that the Rangers are hosting the 2024 All Star Game. And that just so happens to coincide with my 20th anniversary in 2024. Don't do but that. Michelle don't said do that no. to Michelle. No, I'm just don't kidding. I'm not, not going to do that. I, I am planning on going. I'm, I will, my brother and I will move heaven and earth. So, you know, some people sat in queues for 12, 13 hours for Taylor Swift tickets. Um, the the All-Star game being in <laughs> – I wasn't going to name any names, but uh, the, the All-Star game being in Arlington is like my Taylor Swift moment. So I am I am just giddy about that. I will spend a small fortune and uh, do whatever I got to do to be in Arlington during All-Star week. It will be fantastic. Let's, let's all go. Let's make it a thing. We'll start to go fund me on the, for for not another Baptist podcast to <laughs> afford to go to the All Star Game. Here's what we do: if y'all go and buy enough copies of the People Walking in Darkness in my hymn book Christmas edition, then Kyle and I can go and not sit in like the four hundreds. Like, yes, <laughs> buy enough that we can sit in the VIP section right behind home plate. And uh, or since we both said Bart, maybe he can you know contribute to the call. Hey, there you go. Yes. So, that, that'd be. <laughs> Kyle, for, for 2023, I want us to do that bubble gum challenge. Ooh, I don't know. Come on. Um, listen, as I've gotten older, um, heartburn has become more and more of a thing. And so I'm honestly kind of scared to eat like, like the, the Packies ghost pepper chips that you can buy in stores. Um, those are pretty good, but, but, I'm, I'm I'm uncomfortable afterwards, <laughs> and uh, so Dude, you know I, a, I I've, I've of, now reached the point where tums are now like on my nightstand. Yeah, and uh, that's all you need. As I as I'm approaching forty, um, that's that's becoming a reality. I'm afraid. Yeah, come on, just throw some tums and you're good. Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's get Jonathan on here and uh, do the bubble gum challenge. And uh, oh, be a lot of fun. Uh, but or you could just MC it as I do it with your, somebody else. Your definition of fun and my definition of fun are vastly different things. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> well, send us out and uh, and and let me just add a final thank you to the listeners. Uh, it it didn't make our one through five because as I was making it to the top, I was like, oh no, I forgot the family. Oh no, I forgot this, and I had to make the <laughs> Astros thing in there. So we are. I think we both can say. We're very grateful for you for listening to this thing. We're grateful for uh, the time we get to hear what God is doing in your ministries and your life. And now sometimes, sometimes, let's let's be honest, not every time, but sometimes these are an encouragement to you. And uh, so we would love to hear what you're thankful for or maybe what you're looking forward to in the new year. Uh, But Kyle, why don't you send us out? Yeah, thanks for listening as always. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?